This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Off the top in this hour, this controversy this week involving a Red Deer Catholic school and a video that was part of a presentation shown to grade 10 students. Uh, this is at Notre Dame High School in Red Deer. So the religion class, which is part of the, the curriculum in Catholic schools, mandatory class. A group was brought in to give a presentation, Red Deer and Area Pro-Life. Video that was shown to the students compared abortion to the Holocaust. Uh, it was Global News that first reported it this week. Uh, Education Minister David Egan is very alarmed by this. Comparing um, abortions to the Holocaust in Europe, it's uh, deeply offensive. This sort of uh, material doesn't belong in any school, quite frankly. Even the chairperson of the Red Deer Catholic Regional Schools Division is concerned. They acknowledge that uh, this perhaps wasn't the right video to bring into a school, and, and um, we'll, we'll make sure it doesn't happen uh, in future presentations. Well, have they acknowledged it? Joining us on the line is Joel Sudzma, who is a spokesperson for Red Deer and Area Pro-Life. Joel, thanks for making some time for us here. Thank you. All right, now, were you involved in this presentation at Notre Dame High School? No. Okay, how did it come to be? Did the, the school division reach out to your organization? Uh, we give, we offer schools pro-life presentations for classrooms, and we typically get about six to ten classrooms that take us up on it in a year, and this was just one of those. So it was to specifically address the issue of abortion? We talk about pro-life, yeah. So we're all about getting the message out and clearing up the misinformation that this is human life. This is a baby, a human baby, and the baby's alive before birth. So that's the message that we have. Now, I, I don't know your own religion. I don't think Red Deer and Area Pro-Life is a specifically Catholic group. I don't get the sense that any of this was presented a, you know, from a position of Catholic theology or Catholicism. Why, why does this make sense for what's a, a religion class? We typically get into religion classes as, because it is an ethical issue, and we get into health classes because of prenatal development. Right, but I, it didn't seem as though students were being informed as to why, from a theological point of view, Catholics are concerned about abortion. Oh, well, then that goes back to the sanctity of life. And Catholic teaching is quite clear on that, as is the Bible, that human life is sacred and needs to be protected. Right. So I think the issue here is it would be one thing to explain that from a theological perspective. What this video does is a very ham-fisted attempt at, at I think, almost frightening students. Why, why do you believe that a comparison to the Holocaust is appropriate? In the Holocaust, certain groups of people were denied personhood. And by denying them basic human rights, they were eventually executed. And with abortion, there's a group of people that are denied basic human rights. And if you look at the Charter of Human Rights, Section 7 and Section 15, both of those speak quite clearly about regardless of age, everybody will have the right to life or liberty. And so we think that because human life is sacred and should be protected by law, that's how it compares nicely to the Holocaust. You don't think you're minimizing the Holocaust here, Joel? minimizing the Holocaust. Yes, trivializing the Holocaust. We're talking about a final solution that was meant to eliminate Jews from Europe. Now, you're going to take that 
and say, hey, it happens all the time. It's happening in Canada, happens in the United States, same thing. Just the numbers on the Holocaust compared to the numbers of babies who have been aborted since 1973, like the number of abortions has surpassed the numbers in the Holocaust by quite a ways. And are we minimizing the Holocaust? The Holocaust was horrendous. It was a, an atrocity that I think every Canadian school should teach so that we know what happened and it doesn't happen again. The final solution, Joel, had architects, people who yeah. planned this, uh, people who after the war we attempted to hold accountable. We have the Nuremberg trials. We still have, even to this day, uh, prosecutions of people who were involved in the Holocaust. Who are the architects then of Canada's version of the final solution? Who needs to be held accountable in our own version of the Nuremberg trials? Well, you could certainly look at the people who have pushed politically to legalize abortion. But they are the Nazis here. They would be the ones who are the pave the way for this to happen. They're the ones who. Who would that be? The Supreme the Court justices. The ones who struck who down the law? Make a law, and the ones who struck down laws, yeah, are the ones who have paved the way for abortion to not be illegal. It's not, the law doesn't say anything about it, and our Charter of Human Rights has not been extended to them yet, even though it's written in there, and certainly could be interpreted that way. Our government isn't willing to make a law, and Supreme Court justices haven't been willing to interpret it that way yet. Who should be punished? Punished? I think the Punishment often comes through the emotional distress. No, no, we didn't. No, 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 no. We didn't say that at the Nuremberg trials that these people are going to be punished through their emotional distress. It was something very deliberate that they crafted. They right. knew what they were doing, and they should have been held accountable. If you're going to argue that that's happening here, you, you can't just get away with saying, "Well, you know, they should feel bad about what they did." The parallel is that this is a Holocaust. Joel, then if these are the equivalent of the Nazis in Canada today that designed this Canadian version of a final solution, who should be punished? And the comparison comes in when you look at certain groups of people are being denied basic human rights. It happened in the slavery issue in the Americas, too. Certain groups of people were not considered human, weren't considered people. And when they were not considered fully human, then that opens up the population to do whatever they wanted to, either okay. hold them as slaves or have them put away. Joel, I'm going to keep harping on this because I think it's historically inaccurate and I think it's insulting. I think there are reasonable people who have concerns and objections to abortion. I think this is a terrible way of framing the issue. Are abortion providers the equivalent of the guards overseeing these extermination camps? The abortion providers, the ones who actually perform the abortions, they have blood on their hands. Are they murderers? They are. Abortion. Should they be charged with murder? Under our laws, no. But we should have laws protecting these people, too. Should they be charged with murder? Should abortion providers be charged with murder? If human life is sacred and we're going to protect it, then a human life preborn should be no different than a human life after birth. And murder should be murder. So that's a yes. Yes. Should women who seek abortions be charged with murder? Women who seek abortions should be walked alongside of and supported in their decision and supported in their circumstances so that they can see that this is a child, a person, and not just do away with this child. So no, Joel, they I, should not be charged. They should not be charged? No. Why? Because they're the ones in a distressful situation 
they're the ones who find themselves pregnant and for whatever reason don't think it's the right thing for them to do to carry on and we need to show them that this is life and one by doing away with the child is not the right answer for their problem no okay well Joel your, your argument's falling apart if your argument is that it's just like the holocaust the people who made the decisions for those people to die are the nazis are the architect of this murderous plan and need to be held accountable and yet now at the same time you're saying they shouldn't right so it concerns me that, that this is a really confused message and that you think it's appropriate to go in and feed this stuff to grade 10 students and you're saying because there is no architect of abortion Therefore, it's not a fair comparison. Meanwhile, ignoring the fact that in the Holocaust... No, Joe, I'm saying we held the people responsible. Those who oversaw the Holocaust were held accountable and responsible and punished where possible. So what I'm saying then is if you're saying it's happening now, that includes the judges and the politicians, that includes the providers, that includes the women. You want to round them all up and we'll have our own version of the Nuremberg trials? No. I'm saying it's more like, as we realize races are all equal, then we need to also realize that these are people too. And we need to end the injustice, give them personhood status, and give them legal protection so the killing can stop. At the moment of conception? Yes. Regardless of circumstances? Yes. Woman's raped? Doesn't matter. Women have rights. They have lots of rights. I I said a woman raped. A woman raped and impregnated. Certainly. That child still has a right to life. Right. So that would be illegal. That would be murder. That would also be illegal. That would be murder. Right. But not for the woman. The woman who's raped chooses to have an abortion. Is she guilty of murder? The woman who is raped and is pregnant is not allowed to murder her rapist, is she? So why should she murder the child? Will that take away from the pain and humiliation of the rape? No. Murdering the child doesn't do that. Just take it one step further. What if the woman is raped in the most horrendous of circumstances and for whatever reason courageously decides, I will carry this child to term? After the birth, the uh, child becomes this trigger point for the mother's emotional distress and can't even look at the child without realizing or remembering and reliving some of the horror of what she went through. If the child is born and that happens, could she at that rate at that point, in good conscience, kill her child to end her emotional pain. And would it end her emotional pain? No, nobody would say that. Right, that but this is, this, right is the ex- this is why this extreme argument, I mean, in a political context, Joel, this is why you're losing. Because as much as there are Canadians who are concerned about abortion and would even accept some law restricting abortion, uh, putting some limits on when abortion can take place, the notion that any and all abortions under any and all circumstances is murder and would be treated as such, Canadians are not going to ever go for that. So now our compromise is we're not going to protect any preborn, and any woman for any reason can go ahead and have that child. Because you become the face, you become the face no of the argument against abortion. That any reasonable argument put forth to say, you know what, we should have some limits on when abortions are performed. We could have an abortion law. It gets, it gets drowned out because you think it's more productive somehow to advance this argument. I disagree. 
I think it's been a dead issue for so long. And this is why, I think, in large part. Because Canadians would rather have... No, because the arguments against abortion, the argument for a law... So do you think the child... ...is handed off to, to folks like you? Do you think the child in the womb is a person? Do I think a person is formed the moment of conception? No, I, I don't. Would I support some kind of an abortion law? Yes, I probably would. I think a lot of Canadians would, Joel. Do I think that the mothers, the doctors, are murderers and should be locked up? Absolutely not. Yeah, you pushed that question on me, but you do want... Well, you're the one making the comparison, Joel. We would like to see abortion slowly pushed, limited, 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 and at some point... Well, this is ridiculous. I'm sorry, can you imagine then someone saying, you know, I'd like the Holocaust to be slowly phased out, yeah. right? That would sound preposterous. And you're saying it's the same thing. That's why the argument is so offensive, I think, Joel. Offensive because it creates a lot of guilt in people who are pro-choice, and they don't like to be associated with anything as horrendous as the Holocaust. No, I think it causes a lot of embarrassment for a lot of people who are pro-life. And if you look at pictures of abortions in progress... It turns everyone's stomach. It is truly offensive and disturbing. And after looking at those, then can you truly say, oh, it's not like the Holocaust? No, those people were denied their personal right to life. Those people that were aborted were denied their personal right to life. Okay. Well, it sounds to me like you've got zero regrets here. The, the Red Deer Catholic Regional School suggested that your group maybe regretted showing this video. I don't get that sense at all. We stand by the comparison. We didn't want to cause a whole bunch of embarrassment for the Red Deer Catholic School, and we will continue to uh, offer our class presentations. Teachers can take a look at what we have, and as they often have, decided, let's do this, 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 and skip over other parts of it, which we're totally fine with. In this case, that didn't happen. So So you've been told that at least in in this school division, you're not welcome back, or what's your understanding? What what happened? My understanding is that video is not allowed back, and that's the school board's decision, or is Alberta Education laid down the law that anywhere? Dave Egan has come down with some very strong words that he doesn't think any group like ours should be allowed in any classroom, and I see that as bullying, and he's trying to silence the voice of democracy and. I think it's also an effect on an effort on his part to deflect all the negative publicity he got recently over his radical sexual ideology that he's trying to force into the Alberta curriculum rewrite. And he thankfully had this that he could red flag so that they wouldn't be looking at the websites that he, well, that the uh, Chris Wells had put as links for curricular resources for students and children that were graphic and pornographic. So some graphic images are okay. Graphic and pornographic and truly vile. And the source for that, if you want to check it out, is Informed Albertans, Informed Albertan, and click on those links and you'll see the videos that were posted as Alberta Curriculum Resource. 18 of them were quickly taken down when uh, it was brought to light. And now I believe David Egan is just trying to bully us. <sighs> I, well, okay. I have no idea what those two issues have to do with each other. But, Joel, we'll leave it there. I know we kept you longer than we said we would, but 
Did want to give an opportunity to have a say. So thanks for coming on with us. Thank you. There you go. Joel Sudzma with Red Deer and Area Pro-Life. Look, this <laughs> abortion is not something that any talk show host should look to have a conversation about. There are very polarized views on this, and people are not going to change their minds. You can have an hour of both sides yelling at each other. Nobody's going to come away and say, yeah, I used to be against abortion. Now I'm all for it, or vice versa. That's not going to happen. And again, as I said at the outset, the Catholic schools are going to teach Catholicism. And if that includes teaching students the theological perspective on the sanctity of life, I don't have a problem with that either. The comparison in this video, I think, is offensive. I don't think this has any place in any classroom, personally. And obviously, Red Deer Catholic School Division agrees. The education minister agrees. 403-974-8255. We're back after this. Okay. Welcome back. 403-974-8255. Well, let's go to the phones. I want to hear what you have to say about this. Brian, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? Uh, very well, thank you. I agree totally with everything you said, and I've only got two points to make for uh, to, uh, to this comment that he made. First of all, as a man, I do believe uh, we have an opinion uh, on abortion, uh, whether you're for it or against it. But as a woman, it's her body, it's her right to do what she finally decides to do. It should not be a man issue. It should be totally up to females. I think, to make the laws. Secondly, he's a Catholic. He likes to use the Bible as uh, uh, an example of how to better life and all this and everything. What about when Sodom and Gomorrah were uh, destroyed? Were there pregnant women, babies in there, um, children or whatever that didn't have a say? Did God differentiate on who was going to be killed? He just wiped them all out. Thank you, sir. Okay, yeah, Brian, appreciate the phone call. Uh, to be honest, I don't know if Joel is Catholic. And, and again, I don't get the sense that this organization that he represents is specifically Catholic. So if a Catholic school is offering a religion class and they're teaching Catholic theology to Catholic kids, I would think you would want someone who has a, a knowledge of Catholicism. Uh, okay, let's uh, get Greg in here. Greg, go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, not an easy subject, of course, to have uh, in any forum. And I, you know, I do applaud you for bringing the person on to allow themselves to show the rest of the world and the listeners the level of hypocrisy at some level and ignorance at some level that they continue to spew. Uh, it is a decision that, of course, legally is entrenched in law, that uh, the right exists. It is a... Uh, freedom of choice. We live in a democracy where usually most people feel that those freedoms should be protected. Uh, in many ways, whether you believe that it is right or wrong, I will fight to the death to protect your beliefs. But at the same time, uh, you know, it's between the individual and their God what they decide to do. And the frustrating part is you have these ideologues or moral authorities that run around and continue to force or try to force their beliefs on others uh, and, and fail to recognize that, that they're, being hypo- you know, they're being hypocritical to the fact that they have a freedom to believe what they want to believe and others should have the freedom to believe what they want to believe and choose the life they want to lead. And if that's part of the choice in their life, that's part of the choice in their life. 
Yeah, well said. Greg, appreciate the phone call. Uh, let's see what Chris has to say. Chris, good afternoon. Hey, how are you? Pretty good, thanks. Yeah, pretty pretty uh, interesting subject there. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I guess, I don't know, I'm kind of torn with the whole pro-life thing. I mean, I, I do believe that, um, you know, there is a sanctity to life, right? Um, one of the things that bothers me a little bit about um, kind of the pro-abortion uh, uh, route is, you know, it doesn't hold really people into account who are, you know, may not necessarily take the the the, the, the safest option when they engage in intercourse or whatever, right? People who might be promiscuous and whatnot. I, I just, you know, for me, abortion is something that, um, you know, if, if, if a woman is, uh, you know, violated, uh, if it's a situation where they feel that, um, you know, the, the, the child, the likeliness of the child surviving or being severely handicapped and whatnot um, is, is, is certainly uh, comes into question. Yeah, certainly. I, I think that there could be some merit to supporting abortion, but I, I you know what, I'm, I'm a pro, I'm a pro life guy to a certain degree. I think mm-hmm. that you know, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna get on your back and, and open your legs and and, and, and get into a, a relationship with someone and knowing the risk and not taking the precautions, well, then I'm sorry. Uh, another thing as well, um, you know, him comparing it to the Holocaust is ridiculous. I, I totally agree with you there. I mean, what are you doing, right? Um, but on the flip side, I mean, the question you asked him there, it was a good question, but it was kind of a loaded uh, one where you asked him, you know, does the woman, should the woman be put in jail? I mean, really, Rob, I mean, how is he supposed to answer that in today's society? Is he supposed to say she is? I mean, if you would have said yes, you know, I think he tippy-toed around the answer, but, you know, if you would have said yes, I mean, the guy would have been absolutely destroyed in our, in our, in our world today. I mean, he would have had all sorts of groups and, and whatnot all over him, so... I mean, I, I think well, he already he has, does, but maybe. Well, no, I know, but I mean, if 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 you would have if you would have actually said yes, I think she should be in prison. I mean, wow, that would have been you know. So, yeah, good question, but I think it's something we already knew the answer to, and I don't know. Yeah. I would, okay, but, fair point, Chris. Appreciate the phone call. We're right up against the bottom of the hour news. When we come back, we'll be joined by Alberta's uh, Information and Privacy Commissioner Jill Clayton. We'll talk about the need to change and improve Alberta's information laws. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.